the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. True North, on AM 1460 and FM 101.1, The Answer. Saturday mornings at 8 or via podcast anytime. Now, let's get into it with your host, Dirk Hobbs. Good morning, Southern Colorado. Welcome to True North. I am your host, Dirk Hobbs. Welcome to the show. Hope you're enjoying a beautiful Saturday morning here in Southern Colorado. Hey, we got out from under the rain. We got a little bit of rain finally, but uh, we are clearing out and we're moving into spring headlong. So, hey, quick reminder, May 16th is the runoff. So between now and then, there's going to be five debates. And we got Wayne Williams who is the city councilman um, heading up for mayor. He's endorsed by John Southers and many others. And then we got Yemi Mobilade, who we had in here a couple weeks ago uh, as well. And he's going to be doing uh, head-to-head debate with Wayne throughout the community. So there's several of them. I know KOAA's got one, KKTV's got one, El Pomar, I think, and KOAA are partnered up. We're also doing one up at the road church, uh, which is on the north side of town. So if you know where uh, Chapel Hills Mall is, uh, it's just east of that and up the hill. And uh, we've got we've got a debate, full-blown debate going on. I'm, I'm honored to be the moderator of this debate. And um, we're going to we're going to challenge these guys uh, so that the electorate out there has some idea of what they're voting for. Because this is important stuff. It's not. It's not just business. It's not just idealism. It's. It's a healthy concentration of both. Uh, they're coming from two very different universes, um, but they. You know, they both have appealed to quite quite a few people out there. So listen carefully, folks. Uh, American citizenry is advanced citizenry. We have this luxury in this entitlement in this uh, right to vote what we think. And uh, we may disagree with one another, but at the end of the day, we're Americans and uh, we need to stand up for each other and be back, have our ch- have one another's back. So anyway, enough of that. But do pay attention this this electri- uh, electoral season here. We're trying to uh, elect our chief executive officer for the city of Colorado Springs. Pay close attention. Listen to what's going on and make your voice heard on the 16th of May. All right. Well, um, I'm excited about this particular program because I I am sitting across from one of the most talented people I know in the community. And um, she has been uh, a fixture in the city auditorium discussion, uh, which is the renovation of that particular project. It's a hundred year old building this year. And uh, she is intricately involved with her mother, who many of you know, Linda Weiss, uh, I am sitting across the desk from Christina Wells. Uh, hello, Doug. Oh, good oh, Lord. No. Here we go. <laughs> it's on. <laughs> She's sitting there. Should I do it? Should I do it? Yeah, Should I do no, it? No, no, no. We're, we're going in. We're going in. Coming in hot. Okay. So <laughs> this is going to be a fun hour, folks. Sit back and listen because we're going to have some fun. So 
Christina, welcome, first of all. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. But this is going to be, in a, for, for the folks that are listening, I think, uh, based on the demographics of this particular audience, you're going to really appreciate this discussion on multiple levels. The transparency of, um, uh, a by birth, just a die-in-the-wool millennial, okay, who has a very unique perspective on the life that she is being confronted with and that she is living out here in the community as uh, someone who's going into the workforce strong, has a strong work ethic, and is frustrated by many of the same things I know a lot of employers around the region are. Um, but it's not exclusive to just her her particular generation. But we'll get, we'll get into all that. But before we do, uh, I want to get to know this young lady a little bit because uh, you do have an extraordinary you know, origin story and you have been places and it has shaped your life in ways, you know, many are unaccustomed to. So where does it begin for Christina Wells? Well, I guess the simplest way to start is by birth. Um, <laughs> I was birthed, not hatched, not hatched. <laughs> yeah, uh, I was released. You were released. That was, uh, that was what my sister likes to say. I was released. <laughs> right. Um, but no, I grew up in Colorado Springs, okay. born and raised. You're a native. Um, and I was born at Memorial Hospital okay. and lived the pretty simple life. Uh, went to Stratton Elementary, Horace Mann Middle School, and Palmer High School. You know, I, I did the full uh, the full scope of, of life here as okay. a young adult. And what was unique to me was that my parents started their business. They started the Colorado Springs Conservatory, and I saw them mortgage their home. I saw us live off of spaghetti dinners for a month. I recognized at a very young age what it takes to build your own empire of sorts. Mm -hmm. Um, And the beautiful thing is, is that alongside that, I also got to see what building your own empire and giving back to the community also looked like. Right. We were nonprofit. We were about raising children and educating and providing access. So from a very early age, I got to witness what selflessness really should look like, I believe. And um, I attribute a lot of my upbringing to my parents, obviously, because I was around them all the time. I didn't have a nanny or daycare or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I had hundreds of big sisters and brothers to look up to and, and experience. Right. I had many different voices to listen to and um, opinions and uh, to include my parents, a liberal New Yorker opera singer and a Texas conservative Marine. I don't, I don't think there's <laughs> much that come together. I don't think there's much, uh, much else to, to mention on that. You know, I, I grew up understanding that truth comes from facts and, um, and face value, right? Mm-hmm. What, what you, what you do is what should be seen, right? Okay. And uh, so anyway, I also, like many young people my age, needed to get out of this dang town. Mm-hmm. Um, there was not much here uh, 28 years ago, 20 years ago even. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went to college for musical theater in St. Louis. Um, and I then got so burnt out on musical theater that by the time I made it to New York to pursue the dream, I wanted nothing to do with it, which was kind of Hmm. uh, surreal. Um, So at that point, moving forward, I kind of 
became the jack of all trades, master of none, and dove into any job opportunity that was thrown my way from admin assistant to a production company in New York to a muralist, to writing my own music, to teaching, to, uh, I mean, you name it, I think I've tried it. Um, Okay. And... uh, That's finding yourself. That is finding yourself. Okay. You know, and I I think that was the appropriate timeline, personally. I think everyone should go out and see what else there is. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and experience different cultures and different voices and understand the world a little bit better than the small bubble that is Colorado Springs. Sure. Um, it's a growing bubble, but you're right. It's still a a growing bubble, but yeah, yeah, you still can run into people that you went to high school with, you know? Absolutely. So what, what brought you home? Well, what brought me home was kind of a mixture of things. Uh, I got an opportunity to work out in Dubai um, I no was kidding. going to be wow. uh, kind of a liaison of sorts out there for all their arts and culture. Um, it was a whirlwind of a month, kind of finding a place to live, meeting the the owner of the Dubai Opera House, getting to go to the opening of the Louvre, meeting the Simon Cowell of of the UAE. Um, wow! And uh, and then when I moved back, there was a little will they, won't they? You know, like a lot of businesses, it, it could start, it could not, mm-hmm. and um, it ended up not. Working out at that time, we still maintained a lot of those connections, but I ended up realizing that this was going to be home for a while. And then lo and behold, the pandemic. So I was very much in a better position than a lot of my friends were in New York, Mm -hmm. still living in a little cubicle apartment. And I'm sorry, guys, I'm going to go for a hike. (laughs) Um, So very different lifestyle. The world definitely panned out to work in my favor and even though I was in the most beautiful state in America, I think mm-hmm. I was lost. Okay. I was super lost and I didn't know which way to turn. And how old's Christina at this point? At this point, I'm 25. Okay. I'm 25. And to be completely honest, I was very much an alcoholic because of that. I lived in the bar scene. I, uh, I just, I, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't really find myself. You were lost. I wasn't using my degree. Mm-hmm. I wasn't doing anything I set out to do that I had my mindset on for the last 25 years. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of attached to the wrong people and the wrong choices. And uh, I didn't quite know what, what was next. Mm-hmm. But dun, 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 dun. <laughs> here comes the City Odd Project. Um, and I, w- at the time, was doing murals and uh, I also illustrated children's books and I started my sobriety journey at a year at that point and mm-hmm. it was all kind of turning around and uh the city odd project kicked in and all of a sudden I was like you know what as a musician as a creative with someone with all this life experience um why not use my community and my resource to the community mm-hmm. to help my friends and that's where it started for you and that's where it started how can i give my friends jobs did how you, can i give my friends opportunity to be in the room when they didn't know how did you know that that was your first real toehold in the life that you're now living yeah when i moved back t- from new york i was like you know what? if i'm going to be here let me because i was raised here in a very public eye i know how to get in the room with the chamber of commerce sure. i know how yeah. to speak with you or or, mm-hmm. or anything like that yeah not a lot of people do of course um especially the transplants they're like how the heck do we even start so 
that's uh, that's that's it. That's where I'm at. Well, that's the beginning, folks, of, of what is clearly a very transparent conversation that we're going to have with Christina Wells here. She, We're going to get into some of the things that she does uh, to fuel her tank, so to speak. Uh, she sings. She plays piano. She's an artist uh, in multiple fronts. And not, um, not so much – I wouldn't consider it a jack-of-all-trades, Christina. I would consider this really just a multidimensional extension of, of, of your expression because you are very talented. And um, and there's there's a gift there uh, that has been wrapped for you, and it's going to be interesting to see you unpack that over the next three quarters. But uh, we're back with Christina Wells in just a minute. We're going to go into her journey, not only locally, but how she perceives being a boss. I got a nightmare phone call that no parent wants to receive. Someone hit me going 60 miles an hour. Dr. Ramos uh, came highly recommended. When I showed him the x-rays, he immediately knew exactly what was wrong. We've had a tremendous experience with Ramos Law. Really, I could not be happier. Having the car accident was an accident. Finding Ramos Law was no accident. Injured in a car accident? Ramos Law can help. RamosLaw.com. Hey, folks, we're back here at True North uh, on AM 1460, 101.1 FM. The answer, thank you to Ramos Law, who helps us find these interesting people and then bring them into the studio. They get to talk to us about life in Colorado Springs and what's moving the needle. And today is a uh, another great conversation. We're sitting here with Christina Wells, uh, who we're getting to know, and uh, she she's a 29-year-old professional artist and singer, songwriter, pianist, uh, and she's also heavily associated and engaged with the renovation of City Auditorium downtown. Now, if you're not familiar with this project, we'd like to orient you to their website, which is... www.communityculturalcollective.org. That's easy to remember. <laughs> so... Take that, take a look at what's going on, because this used to be the epicenter of town a long, long time ago. Uh, multiple people have come up and uh, had, you know, conversations to support the renovation. It's not cheap, obviously. I mean, this is a hundred-year-old building, so there's there's bugs and things in there that we want to get rid of and make it modernized and turn it into this spectacular vision, which you and your mother and others have cast, uh, that would really create... Uh, yet another center for the community to join, gather, participate, learn, teach, all that good stuff. And and if I could kind of adjust you there, it's it. not yet another center. True. It's good truly point. the center. The center. I mean, we really don't have one like this in Colorado or even on the western side of the U.S. Okay. Um, this is very much something that's curated in the east. Um and it's all about being a cultural hub. Mm-hmm. So it's workforce development. It's education. Yep. It's Keep it's going. not just a place to rent out a dance studio. It's it's how do we build up this freaking community? You yeah, know what I mean? That's right. <laughs> and that that's, you know, the arts of something that is kind of been a passing fancy through town. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not something that is really, you know, if you grow up in Miami or New York or L.A., you're, you're immersed in it. You're surrounded with it. Now, it's not to say there's no art here. Obviously, there's, there's so much there's a here. lot of art here. It's just not what? Um, we haven't been able to identify a future 
for the artists. Okay. Yeah. Miami works, Austin works, New York works, because you know that if you grow up, work, you're going to be able to get a job and maybe make it, right? Make okay. your break. Right. What is still lacking here are those connecting factors, I believe, that start from early education children getting in and learning their violin and then realizing that they can watch the Philharmonic Orchestra and work there and make a living and, and they see future possibilities. I think they think that's where we we land. So when you see this, I, I mean, that that really start. It starts at the home. Mm-hmm. Right. So parental engagement facilitating access, access mm-hmm. is the other piece. And then the, you know, the the, the continuation of that, because here's here's a kind of a, a different industry example. When you go to an Air Force football game, mm-hmm. it is not a full stadium. Mm. And yet there are football teams throughout the region mm-hmm. who play at a very high level. Mm-hmm. And I would think on a, on a Saturday night, an NCAA Division I team, every one of those high school football players would be there. Mm. They're not. No. Is the same thing happening in the arts? It really is. Um, you know, th- now that you mention it and place it in, in that kind of way, I was actually just talking with a friend on how artists don't go su- to support artists because ultimately we're arting. Right. Like, <laughs> like on a Friday night, That's, hopefully you have a gig. So you you can't necessarily go support your friend who has arting. a gig. Arting. It's a verb. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Um, so, yeah. I mean, as a matter of fact, my biggest kind of head banging on the wall moment is understanding how to market to the powers land people uh-huh. or even up here in the north. Right. Like, how do we get people engaged on the fact that Colorado Springs has grown this much yeah. in such a short amount of time. I remember first coming back from college, like looking at powers and just like in disbelief really? of how many homes are out there yeah, now. It's an, it's so the biggest jungle. thing and, and that uh, the conversation that I've had with downtown partnership or copper or any of these major art in, you know organizations is how do we get people that don't know what's going on yet to realize that there's so much going on and there is so much talent. There's so much talent here. So tie that back to the city odd. Okay. Yeah. So you guys are proposing to facilitate uh, and curate that entire process. Yeah. Unpack that a little. Well, my personal experience and what I'm doing is what I'm trying to do is curate this artist roster. So we've about a year ago. Um, we put out a call to action for all bands, musicians to submit their electronic press kit to the city auditorium to be placed in our like arsenal of musicians to be booked. Uh And lo and behold, starting this year, people have been reaching out to us saying, Hey, I need 10 artists this summer to perform. Well, we're going to be able to be like hire these people through the collective, no price, no like fee, no union, no nothing, none of that. <laughs> it's really just to be able to provide access. Okay. Um. So that's something that we're curating. Our workforce developments is along that line as well. We've already hired all of our first uh, year students of our culinary workforce program into the surrounding restaurants. Mm-hmm. Um. And I mean, it's just only beginning. It's just only beginning. So that we need to pay attention to what you guys are doing down there because this, this part of the community, the northern part of the community, and the Mason-Dixon line in this town seems to be Woodman Road. Yeah. Maybe Garden of the Gods if, if you're, you're really eclectic. But what, 
<laughs> Whatever. So <laughs> what is what is it that we need to do? To send up a flare, a smoke signal, or whatever. I mean, what's what's the message? Because I'm surrounded by homes up here and mm-hmm. families that are young and engaged in something. Their kids are engaged in all kinds of arts and things like that. So mm-hmm. how do we translate what you guys are doing downtown and saying to this group up here, hey, come down here too? Honestly, yeah, I was actually just having a conversation the other day uh, with someone about the detriment of home theaters. And how television in the home has been kind of the biggest factor of no one actually going out anymore. I mean, why would you? You have everything in your home. It's comfortable. You can, you know, be naked watching your movie, whatever, right? (laughs) Or blows your hair back. Exactly. (laughs) Um, I suggest on a Friday night, lean away from that. Mm-hmm. We've we've done that. The pandemic kind of brought us in and let us be all introverted and awesome, right? <laughs> go out. Just force yourself to go out and try something new. Go on Groupon and see what, you know, Comedy Act is playing around town. Or just check out Peak Radar and see what's happening. I mean, the summer alone, there's so many festivals and concerts and everything. It's going to be unreal, the mm-hmm. amount of stuff that you can do this year. And Peak Radar is a great resource to find out where the little shows are, mm-hmm. where the performances, mm-hmm. uh, even art art uh, galleries. Mm-hmm. So absolutely, pr- pretty cool stuff. So, what about City Odd specifically, though? Should tie these people up here who mm-hmm. can't spell Broadmoor yet, frankly, mm-hmm. because they've never ventured down there? Mm-hmm. Okay, not all of them, but a lot of them. Um, and then some of the the folks from the cent- south part of town. Uh, security wide field, all mm-hmm. that group come up and say, we need to really engage and support city auditorium and what's going on here because it's not just city auditorium in the renovation. It's all of downtown. Yeah, it really it's all is. Of downtown. I mean, the stadium's there, the museum's there, the, the city for champions project brought all that entity, like all those entities to downtown. It's now just time to feed it, mm-hmm. right? Feed the beast, right. go to those games, go to the museums, go to city odd. Right. Now we're not part of city for champions, but we were, on the forefront of this conversation since day one with right. Stephanie Fortune and Laura Newman and all of those amazing people moving this forward. Mm-hmm. Um, working alongside my mom, she has kept that at the forefront of our vision. City Auditorium alone, this is 20 years in the making. I remember looking at the first plans when I was nine years old. Hmm. This is not something it's that not we just... New thought of and decided to, you know, see what happens. This is something that has been curated for 20 years. Okay. So keep that in mind because what we now see is everyone being attracted to downtown because of this. And we see so many people moving here. Why wouldn't we offer a hub? Sure. Whether you're a concert goer or a concert player or a concert promoter, right? Right. Why wouldn't we have some somewhere that people can go, oh, you know, what? it's a Friday night. What's going on? Maybe the city auditorium has a posting, right, of, sure. of what's going on, right? It's We're not a venue. Now, are you still curating those names and you're still collecting those, Oh, absolutely. Right? We have okay. over 300 something musicians and bands. So how, how do they do that? Uh, they go onto our website. There is a form that they fill out. They send over their EPK and then we book them from there. Okay. In, we we ha- we've hired probably over two hundred bands, musicians, and visual artists just really? since April. Mm-hmm. Two hundred. Mm-hmm. Okay, I guarantee you, very few people know that that's available to them right now. Mm. We got to remedy that. Okay. Okay. So how do we do that? 
Start by going Submit to the website. your EPK. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's how we remedy the artists from to come out of their home. How do we get other people to get involved and support you? What's the call to action? Well, honestly, we just announced our full year of events. Okay. Um, this is different from last year because last year we were just flying by the seat of our pants. Uh, this year we have our full year. So you can literally see everything that we're doing and how to get involved, whether or not you want to volunteer or attend or sponsor or any of that. There are so many opportunities just to even get engaged in this year. Okay. And we're going to come to that in just a minute. But you are, you yourself have an LP. You can find it on Apple Music. What is it? And what is your jam song, dude? Oh, CC and the Silhouettes. That yes. was my band yes. uh, last, last year or the next year. And it's really good, CC. Oh, thank you. It's good. Thank jazz. You. you got a little jazz in there. You got mm-hmm. rock. Rock. Yeah. It's a little indie singer song. Yeah. Writer. It's called CC and the Silhouettes, and uh, this is More Than Friends. I don't need a reason for your situation. I can't seem to give you all the confrontation of why I seem to lead you on with my flirtation. It was my salvation. The news and events that matter to you. AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The answer. And we're back. Southern Colorado, welcome to True North. You're listening to Dirk Hobbs and Christina Wells, who's far more interesting to listen to than me, because she has had a journey in 29 years of life. This young lady has really assembled some extraordinary wisdom, not at the risk of sounding remotely condescending. Uh, you, you really have. You, you have a, uh, gathered together extraordinary experiences, not only just through your upbringing and then your travels overseas, Coming home, seeing, you know, I mean, life, life happened between when you went to Dubai and things were shut down when you came home mm-hmm. and then you kind of had to piece that together. Yeah. Um, so we were talking offline here. I mean, in a sense, after college, you, you, you started to feel a little bit disenfranchised and that's not an uncommon opinion no, or feeling. And, that, and that's real. Can you first of all, describe what that disenfranchisement feels like? Well, I geared my whole life, my every second of every day, much like a a professional athlete would or someone that's like diehard, a writer or a journalist or anything. You dedicate your entire life. Mm -hmm. I dedicated my entire waking life to musical theater and and theater performance. So what took me out of the game was a dance injury. And so it wasn't necessarily my choice. Sure. Right. And I I think this can be relatable to a lot of the young people now because the pandemic wasn't our choice, right? (laughs) Right. So to an extent, I had to completely rebrand, rethink, and re-innovate. So where'd you get the source of strength to do that? I didn't. Not for a long time. So you limped along. I I did. And that's why I started drinking. And that's why I, I I mean, I just, I I flailed. And and I'm not going to lie. I was non-reliable. I wasn't great at communication. I didn't know who I was, so I couldn't be there for anyone else. Now, a lot of folks would say that's kind of defines your contemporaries in a nutshell. Yeah. Okay. You came out of it, though. I did. How and why? Purpose. Okay. Purpose, for sure. Finding purpose is so important. However, purpose doesn't just hit you across the face. (laughs) Of course not. Right? Right. You have to be able to put in the work, and you have to find joy in the work. And so... Um, uh, city heart, city odd was hard. 
City Hard. <laughs> That's what we should call it. <laughs> City Hard. City Hard. Yeah. Um, City Odd and getting it started was hard because um, uh-huh. I didn't quite know where I was still landing, even though I felt passionate about the project and passionate about supporting my mother and her vision. Mm-hmm. Um, finding my purpose was still hard. Now, was she reticent? To let you engage in that process because her her name is on this too. Oh sure, she didn't she didn't involve me until to well into the project until we activated the building. Okay, and that's where my kind of expertise of theater and music and performance and putting the party together came came in handy. And you do that very well. Um, yes. Not to mention, I did all the graphic work for it. I rebranded a lot of the website. I wow. engaged social media. I worked alongside a couple other teammates to build all that out. But but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't easy, and it took me quite a few months to just say, you know, this is good. I'm, I'm, I'm making ends meet financially. Okay. I'm creative all day. Just freaking suck it up, do the work. And, and then all of a sudden it just kind of clicked. Okay. But I needed to, to get over myself. Yeah. Really. I mean, you can be down in the dumps and like, oh, poor me, like, nee, 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 nee. but then at the same time, like you just re- have to realize the world is going to continue to move whether or not you're in it or, or off it. And a lot of your peer group is kind of still, well, it's not just your peer group. I mean, I, there's a lot of folks in my generation and the one before us that are still stuck. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, there, there's a degree at what, at, at, there's a degree that it comes to that you're like, okay. I, I have to do what you did. I have to suck it up. Mm-hmm. I have to engage my life. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people just, they just don't want to do it. Well, okay? I mean, what, we what's talked about on? this a little bit off, off yeah. mic a little, but, you know, think about what we were handed, right? We were handed the idea that if we went to college, we would get the job, get paid, do the thing like your generation did, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. A lot of you guys just went to college and was able to buy a house first thing and Mm -hmm. start a family. I mean, having a family is just so incomprehensible for me because of how much it costs. Mm -hmm. Buying a house seems impossible because of the cost. So we're being handed this idea that, that if we're educated, we get everything. So what about all the educated people? What about all these young professionals that now have 80 grand in student debt that feel entitled to the job But in reality, I mean, I think of me when I was 21, 22, just coming out of college and thinking I knew it all. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did I (laughs) not know it all? But, you know, it it it, that's what was fed to us. Mm -hmm. And so So, I think life just like has to I don't know. Yeah. Fed to you by whom, though? The the culture? The culture. Yeah. The culture. This is what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, same as being a woman. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you got to do this certain things to you know, have a baby by 30 and blah, 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 blah. But Mm -hmm. that's not the case, especially not anymore. Not post pandemic. And how do you reconcile that now that you're, you're downstream, you're 29 and you pulled yourself out of that. Would you say, first of all, what, what sources of strength did you draw from to get you out of there? The main sources of strength is watching the older generation. And which, I, which one are you speaking of? Because there's I'm a couple of us. Of all, all of them, really. Okay. I mean, I think I'm in an incredible position to be able to learn from my elders. Okay. I really do honor and respect every single generation of what they've been through. And I understand the the hurdles that they have overcome. And, and even bringing Colorado Springs to the point now that it is, 20 years ago, Colorado Springs did not look like this. So that older generation... 
did something right, sure. I think. Mm-hmm. And so my source of strength is just recognizing that strength comes from learning from mm-hmm. our mistakes and our history and not overcompensating, mm-hmm. not going to the opposite side of the spectrum because you don't believe in it. It's recognizing that it worked so far and okay, now my voice can be added. And that's what you're doing now. And I think that's what I'm doing now. So you got your sea legs now from your <laughs> something like okay, that. Yeah. From your travels and your and your early start. And I don't think it's uncommon. I mean, I think we we tend to be a little hard on the group that's coming up now, not just your group, but the group following you. Mm-hmm. Um, that you really just have to have your act together at a certain age and yeah. you know. But we were afforded the luxury of going through those growing pains too, a lot of us. Now, mm-hmm. some would argue, well, we had to enlist and we we were in the middle of a war or we were this Every and that. generation has something. They have something. They have something. Right? And you just, you really, indiv- it comes down to it's nobody's fault. Mm-mm. Are you there on that? I mean, it's oh, it's, it's, it's not everybody else's fault. It's it, At some point it comes down to, I have got to stand myself up and get my stuff together and get out there and make a contribution. And I think that's the biggest factor right now i mean we're placing blame on everyone but ourselves Mm -hmm. with everything with the pc culture with workforce with you know just growing up and getting through this next era Uh i think it's just recognizing what we can do as individuals and the whole purpose of this conversation really is to to create a bridge from the employers of the region Mm -hmm. to the group that you represent, uh, which right now you're you're filling that role as an employer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but you see the frustrations, you see the work ethic disparity, you see the 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 willingness to accept responsibility and accountability for why things aren't working a certain way. Um, and and you're trying to glue those things back together. And that's really why one of the things that attracted me to this conversation was you are also reaching out. Mm-hmm. To the folks that are older than you, as well as the ones that are younger than you. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of like this in a T-shirt. I feel torn. Yeah. I feel absolutely torn because and, I recognize both frustrations. Yeah. And how are you putting that together? And how are you finding and discerning who to put into play at the City Odd? Because this is a huge project, CC. This is a huge undertaking. It's expensive. And I realize I'm placed in a position that not a lot of 29-year-olds would, would get. Mm-hmm. I, I very much recognize that. And I'm scared every day. Well, sure. If you're <laughs> I, not, you're not paying attention. Exactly. Right. You know, I, and um, so I think the biggest thing that I could say is giving each other grace. Okay. Because the older generation is so good at nurturing and, and telling them, telling us their experience. Mm-hmm. And the younger generation is so good about telling the older generation what they need. I think we're, we're verbalizing what we need. But the issue is, is that the younger generation isn't asking for help. We think we know everything. We okay. think we're entitled, okay. I think. All right. And the older generation thinks that they know everything and they can't learn anymore. <laughs> Fair enough. So how do we both lay our weapons down and come together, in your opinion, without... Kumbaya and Pollyanna. How do we really make those strides forward? Because we need each other. We do. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic, we isolated. And that's not how humans work. Mm -hmm. It's not. That's a great point. 
we need to come together as a community, which is all the more reason why the city auditorium is so important, why my job is important, why this is important, um, because we need each other. Okay. End of story. And in laying the weapons down, what's your advice to your constituency, if you will? Your group. Get over yourself. Oh I love gosh. it. Oh, <laughs> folks, if you're not in love with this conversation, or at least the person having it on the other side of this microphone, uh, you're not paying attention because, look, there there is a bridge to cross here. And we these are our kids. We love them. And we need to bring them into the fold. They need to bring us into the fold and keep it going. But for now, we're going to take a pause. We're going to listen to more of CC and the Silhouettes. Give us another track to listen to. Ooh, one of my very favorite songs is called Black. Black. See you in a bit. There's a black magic in my brain Seeping through my pores Making me insane Knocking at my door One critical fact that needs to be established is that your injuries were caused by the accident incident you were involved in. For your case to have merit, it must be made clear that had you not been in the crash in the first place, you wouldn't have been hurt. This is one of the most important steps in the entire process, and leaving it to anyone but an expert is a serious mistake. Ramos Law, doctor, lawyer, partner, combining medical and legal knowledge for better outcomes for you. All right, we're here in the fourth quarter with Christina Wells. Uh, folks, if you've been listening to the last couple of quarters here, you have met uh, a young woman who has a profound experience in a myriad of arenas, um, some worldly experience, um, the educational process uh, through college, uh, growing up here in Colorado Springs, going away, coming back, and um, really just, I think the easy and trite thing would be to say, She's an old soul. Oh, for sure. I've gotten that my whole life. I'm sure. But there's more than that. There's substance there, Christina. Um, And and just sitting across from you and listening to you, uh, anybody that's walking around or on a mountain bike this morning listening to this in their headphones, um, they're saying this this person's different, (laughs) Uh, which is very cool. It's inspiring. It's encouraging. But you're not alone. There's others out there like you. I have... The best team yeah. around me right now. You're not an anomaly. So, no, no. you know, there, there's a, a tremendous amount of the population of the generation you represent that they, they want to do what you're doing and they are. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. There's just a handful or maybe more that aren't. They're stuck in the mud. They're stuck in their entitlement and they want to keep blaming somebody for their problems. You know, the best uh, reference I could probably give you or, you know, like an image for you to think on is after the pandemic, all the musicians were struggling, right? Our, our jobs were just wiped away for a year. Okay. okay. So we wanted to be hired, but guess who also was struggling? The restaurant that was just closed or the venue that was just closed for a year. Right. And so there was this weird, there's this weird period of time that the, the musicians are saying, Oh, we need to be paid because you know, that's what we deserve and that's what we're worth, which I fully stand by. But what they forgot to realize was that the businesses deserve <laughs> right. to survive to get paid. and get paid. Yeah. And and there's this learning curve of bringing people back out to go out and, and see the musicians and everything like that. But there was this struggle that the musicians were like, oh, well, we we won't we won't play unless we're paid this amount. Wow. And 
And unfortunately, the restaurant couldn't even afford that. But they recognized that that was what they needed to bring in the people. So if we could all just take a chill pill here um, and just recognize that we need each other to get through this, to get through this economy. I mean, that's... I don't know why I went on that tangent, but well, I don't, I don't know. Metaphorically I, speaking, that's almost how we have to work in in every other area, right? I, Just recognize that we're trying to get through this. I think everybody would agree with that. In that scenario, with the the restaurant tour and the band, I mean, there was the restaurant tours thinking more globally, whereas mm-hmm. the band's thinking more myopically. How can I make it through the day? Yeah, how can I? I'm surviving. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, and those are competing and conflicting interests, mm-hmm. right? But to your point, it's getting out of yourself long enough to say, okay, what's the bigger picture here? Right. Okay. Can we split the difference? Right. Can we create a win-win scenario? Mm -hmm. Again, I don't want to be Pollyannish about this, but I I do want to be realistic and and submit that there is common ground between us. Oh, for sure. We're trying to woo you into that. Uh, And when you talk about the economy, then in 2020, you know, there's there's another bump in the road coming downstream if you're mm-hmm. watching the news and, and paying attention. By the end of December, the Fed and everything else is is suggesting we will be headlong into a recession. Mm-hmm. So here we are again. Mm-hmm. Okay. So now's the opportunity to really gird our loins and say, okay, how are we going to cooperate and sustain our economy here in Colorado Springs, which has has done extre- actually Southern Colorado, which has done extremely well through these last several years. Mm-hmm. Now, what's your formula for success? Well, think about every revolution, every war, every recession, every big political entity. What has stayed alive and Base- afloat? Baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sure. Um, but probably not, more specifically. Yeah, not really. Art. Yes. Art. That is the universal language, right? Of That's human what keeps experience. our spirits up. Yep. That's what keeps money flowing. That's what keeps jobs underway. You know, help them understand the value in that more. It keeps us going. You said, what do you listen to when you're sad? Music. What do you listen to when you're angry? (laughs) (laughs) Music. Music. Just maybe different music. Right. Um, When you go to the theater, it's all about creating that experience, right? Going to a live theater performance or a dance concert or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You're not getting anything out of it, right? You're not walking away with a tangible thing, but it's in your soul. And then guess what that does? That then generates you to work another day because your spirits are lifted or it inspires you or it gets you to maybe give your kid a violin or a piano or something like that to get them engaged. It's, it's a universal cycle. Mm-hmm. And and art always has has stayed through book burnings through sure. you know any it's all just still there right right since the cavemen right banging on some leather drums yep. right drawing on the walls yep. that is essentially what humans can provide to the earth okay I think I, I'm down I'm tracking so how do we get people engaged everybody's got some art in them mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. I mean you're not just a recipient mm-hmm. of it. You're a contributor. One of my favorite questions is what's your creative outlet? Yeah. Right. Some people say, oh, you know, I like fashion. Like I like dressing myself up, you know, every day or, oh, I'm really, you know, good at cooking or painting or I don't know, batting my eyes weird. Whatever your creative (laughs) outlet is, Mm -hmm. we all have one. So I think what the next step is, is 
to regenerate that, to regenerate the fact that we need each other Mm -hmm. and communication. So let's get to where the rubber meets the road on that. You're an employer. Okay. Now I'm an employer. That's so weird to say, but it's true. It is. You're in the big leagues. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, what is your advice for those employers who are, are, are being challenged by all the dynamics that are coming at them in the insistences of whether it's DEI or whether it's entitlement or work ethic problems showing up to work? What would you tell them and how can they create a winning environment for the people that are involved with them now? Now, some people are just going to be difficult right. from start to finish. Right. That notwithstanding, there's others in there that are looking for that adult in the room to stand up and say, what? It's not even standing up and saying anything. It's leading by example. All right. Good. I think. Yeah. Um, Is that enough, though? Because do they just look at you and say, ah, he's a grinder? You know, that's a tough question. It is a tough question. And I'm not going to sit here and say that I know it. But at the, at the same time, I think I'm in a unique situation that that my employer is ultimately my mother, mm-hmm. right? Right. She doesn't cut me any slack. You think she does? I can't oh imagine. My gosh. No, I can't actually right? imagine that. If you know Linda, no. That's probably not happening. But I recognize that she's a nurturer. She, she wants the best. Right? She wants the best. And unfortunately, this last year, she's gotten bitten, mm-hmm. right, by this generation mm-hmm. real hard. Um, and... And I almost saw her lose her nurturing spirit, which broke my heart. That's not good. And if anyone knows Linda, you mm-hmm. know, she's she's all about education mm-hmm. from birth to 60 years yeah. old. She's and, a very giving spirit. And I almost saw her lose it. And so what I what I say to employers is don't lose that nurturing spirit that I know you have. Okay. You're not going to win every soul. Yeah. Protect yourself. Protect your business. Right. Because if you're a business owner, you're doing something right. You're trying to move something forward. Okay. Okay? So don't let the people who are complacent hold hold you back. Don't let them do that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So if you have a bad egg, remove that bad egg. Okay. Hands down. Right. I'm not saying give us any easy passes or, or, you know, anything like that. Protect yourself, but don't give up that nurturing spirit. Recognize that we are understanding a whole new world. My generation and and younger, we are figuring it out Mm -hmm. just like you did. And, and the world seems to be going a little bit faster Mm -hmm. right now. And so, yeah. And that disillusionment happens to all of us. Yeah. Right. I mean, the dream world that we pretended existed out there that our parents said was out there. If we just do this, that, and the other thing, Mm -hmm. that disillusionment happens to all of us. And then guess what? What rises is the people that actually want to do the work. Amen. I have an amazing team right now Mm -hmm. because of that unfortunate weeding process. Mm -hmm. Um, And you've lost some friends over this. I mean, it's been taxing. I've lost my best friends. Yeah. I I brought in my best friends to work around me. But they're watching you. So you say lead by example. So they're watching you and they're watching you grind and stumble and stagger and and stand back up. And I hope I pray every day. That one day, every single one of them turns back around and asks for another job. Now, I won't trust them explicitly, right? <laughs> right. I, I won't be burned twice. Right. But I, I hope and pray that they recognize that the city auditorium is the future. Yeah. And that this isn't just for us, for the, the, the survival day of. It is 100 years in the making, right? We are providing jobs and opportunities for people 100 years from now. 
That's what I'm thinking of. Real quick, your advice back to them. Uh-huh. You gave us advice as mentors and owners and business leaders. Your advance for your peer group. To my friends? Yep. Real quick. Time to pick yourself up, folks. Engage. Don't worry about figuring out what you want to do with the rest of your life right now. Because it's going to change. Probably so. So wake up. You have very limited time on this earth. Do the best you can do. Give yourself 100%. And if you don't like it a week from now, a month from now, a year from now, then, then, then move on. Mm-hmm. But, but just do your best and work hard and be kind and be humble and just give it your solid college try, you know? Bring your A-game. Bring your A-game. All right. Folks, we've been sitting here with Christina Wells, and, and I've enjoyed this. Will you come back? Oh, yeah. All right. Because I want to continue this conversation. Let's pick this up again sometime uh, and check in with you maybe in about six months or so. <laughs> yeah, I may be okay. saying something completely different. You may be. <laughs> but, but I think what you've laid down is something for introspection, and I appreciate that. Um, City Auditorium. One more time on the email or the website so people can figure out what you're doing. Our nonprofit organization is the Community Cultural Collective. So go in online and search communityculturalcollective.org. Thank you very much, folks. I hope you've enjoyed this. I have. And it's refreshing because there's a lot to be encouraged about. To sing us out today in kind of a, a, a fitting note, uh, bust your kneecaps by Pomple Moose. <laughs> This is a funny song. Listen to it. Johnny, don't leave me. You said you'd love me forever. Honey, believe me. I'll have your heart on a platter. Might you You've been listening to True North with your host, Dirk Hobbs. Saturday mornings at 8 on AM 1460 and FM 101.1. The Answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.